Welcome to the Akeen Mind Podcast. My name is Jude, and this is episode number 18 on reducing holiday stress. This is part two. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about how to let go of striving for a perfect holiday season and instead learning how to embrace our lives just as they are. Now, this doesn't mean that we don't plan or that we don't work towards making the holiday season wonderful for ourselves and our family, but it means we're letting go of striving for perfection and letting go of high or unrealistic expectations. The other part of this episode is going to be about how we can connect more to our family or even to set boundaries with some of our family if we find that they are especially challenging or difficult to be with over this holiday season. Now, I so appreciate everyone tuning in and listening. And I want to remind you, if you are in the Charlotte area, that registration has opened up for the eight-week mindfulness-based stress reduction course. You can learn more at akeenmind.com. You can register there, learn more about the course, or email me directly if you have any questions at jude at akeenmind.com. So many people want their holiday season to go perfectly. They want Norman Rockwell moments for their life to look and feel picturesque. Even Norman Rockwell was quoted saying, I paint life as I would like it to be. And there's nothing wrong with us putting forth the effort to plan and prepare so that we can enjoy the holiday season. But let's face it, if we have really high expectations for how everything is supposed to be and how it's supposed to turn out and how it's supposed to feel, we're really setting ourselves up to be very disappointed because life doesn't go perfectly. People often don't respond and react in the ways that we're hoping that they do. And if we get the reaction we're looking for some of the time, I would say, consider yourself lucky. Appreciate the moments where you are able to produce a positive effect with the loved ones that you're with during a holiday season. So much of the time, the season becomes about getting what we want for ourselves and getting others what they want. But how many of you can really recall what you were given two or three seasons ago? Yet we can easily get overly focused on the idea that more things will make others, as well as ourselves, happier. We'll have a happier family. The kids will be really excited. And yes, it is nice to give gifts. It's nice to receive gifts. And this does provide some level of happiness, but it's fleeting. We appreciate things that were given in the moment. And then days later, how much awareness is really given to those things. I mean, maybe if it's something that you really, really liked, you are appreciating it. But over time, the level of appreciation and gratitude for these things diminishes. The thing that does last is how we connect to other people. That's what really matters. Now, while having a gift wrap Lexus or the latest phone or Fill in the blank with whatever it is that you think that would make you happy. 
Maybe all this sounds appealing, but the joy doesn't last. So maybe instead of having high expectations or unrealistic expectations, we can instead be grateful for being able to connect to our loved ones for the time that we have with them instead of running a play-by-play commentary of how things are going. Instead, let's focus on what really matters, which is about connecting to the life that's right here, actually connecting to ourselves. For some of you may think this is ironic, but that will allow us to connect in greater levels with other people. I mean, have you ever been to a social event but yet you weren't connecting to anyone at the event. So what may appear wonderful on the outside and everything seems perfect, you could feel all alone in a crowd of people at some event that appears wonderful, yet with a lack of connection, the event is nothing more than things. All those things that we have to enjoy, the food, uh, the gifts, They don't really mean much without a great sense of connection with the ones that we're with. Now, you might be thinking, but my family is really difficult to be around. Or maybe even worse, you can't stand your family. If you find that some people in your family can be irritating, opinionated, or critical, then consider using the moments that they are acting this way as an opportunity to practice mindfulness. See if you can allow yourself to really be present in your body and to notice how you're feeling and where those feelings are living inside your body without being carried away by all of them. And one of the ways that you can prevent yourself from being carried away and getting emotionally reactive to the irritants that you find in your environment is to be present with your breathing. To really just sense and feel your breath. To really recognize what's going on with me in this moment that I'm reacting or responding this way. What's happening? And then yet, don't react. Just maybe stay quiet. Breathe. Observe how your body is feeling. Allow the feelings that are present to be there. Investigate what's happening inside with some level of curiosity. It may be helpful to even be amused by what you're hearing rather than to think that you need to battle with things that don't sound right or that don't fit your view of the world. I mean, do you really want to argue over politics or some of your major differences with loved ones while you're attempting to enjoy this time with your family? Maybe instead, look beyond the differences See the person that's right in front of you rather than being swept away by their story about, you know, what their opinions are, if they're being irritating, or if you notice that they're being judgmental. The inclination for us is often to be judgmental back, is to correct them, is to be defensive. And there's nothing wrong with the fact that we have these emotions come up. But what's really important is we need to decide what our intention is for the time that we're spending with these loved ones. How would we like it to go? Is it going to be a good idea for me to argue over these battles? I think it's really important for us to pick our battles, to not argue over every difference that may arise, and to remember that the person 
or the people that we're with, that we have the opportunity to be with, won't really be here forever. I know all too well after celebrating Thanksgiving with family that there was a medical emergency that occurred uh, with a family member of mine. And they ended up having to go to the hospital. And there's going to be some lasting impact on a family member. And I don't really want to say who it is because I want to protect them. Most everyone in our family knows, but I don't think it's a good idea for me just to share their medical issues on the air. But it was scary for me, for everybody in our family to witness this going on and then to wonder like, how is this going to change things and what's going to go on with this? It's just a reminder of how valuable the time that we have is and how important it is for us to connect to one another. So instead of getting swept away by our differences, maybe look at your family member's face, look at the color of their eyes, see the person behind what they're presenting so that you can really appreciate them and just do your best to accept your family as they are rather than trying to change them. You know, it can be really liberating to understand that you can't change other people. You could create an environment where change might be more possible, but that's really going to be more about you taking care of yourself through mindfulness, being present, being kind, being curious with other people's ideas and opinions so that they might even be open at some later point to hear your view of things. But if you notice that your loved one is irritated or angry about something, chances are they're caught up in a stress response and you reacting strongly to their strongly held opinions or beliefs is not going to really be conducive to them listening because they're not in a place where they really can listen to you anyway. Now, on the other hand, if your family is truly abusive or unhealthy for you, you may decide that you're going to decline to spend time with them. Or you may choose to significantly limit the time that you spend with your family because you need to take care of yourself because perhaps it causes a lot of pain and difficulty for you and maybe even for them. A lot of times we're, we're taught that we have to spend time regardless, even if it tends to be painful and difficult. It's okay to take a step away, especially if it's abusive. On the other hand, if they're just irritating or they have nuances, I mean, just remember you might be irritating to them too, right? And that if we can open our hearts a little bit more, become a little bit more curious to what's going on with other people, maybe we can actually enjoy the time that we're spending with other people. Maybe we could be a little bit more amused about our differences rather than thinking that we have to solve and fix everything that's going on around us. Now, I want to give you a few practical tips as you are going through this season and you're connecting with your family or you're attempting to. And I'll come back to this, which is to ground yourself with breathing. You notice yourself getting swept away. Stop. Breathe. Recognize what's going on. Allow your feelings to be present. Investigate how those feelings are living inside your body. Maybe even ask yourself what those feelings are believing. 
What is this anger believing? What is this sadness? What is this fear believing? And if a strong belief emerges, something that really feels that this is what it is, then you might ask more questions like, is this belief really true? Is there any chance what I'm believing is not true? What other ideas are possible? What would it be like if I didn't hold this belief at all? What might I feel then? Just to take a different perspective. Now, if you're so stressed that you can't settle the nervous system down, you're not going to be able to entertain other perspectives. Or if you're too worked up, the mind might create all different kinds of thoughts about what's true here, and you can't really settle. And if this is the case, just take a break from this investigation. Maybe go for a brief walk. If things are getting stressful in the environment, go walk outside. Get away from the situation. Get some fresh air. Move. And then come back and try to start fresh. You might want to introduce a different topic of conversation. You might want to recall a pleasant or fond memory that you have of uh, some of your family. Share an old story. That can be a wonderful way to reconnect with our family. Maybe put on some music that uh, people can appreciate that might be soothing. And of course, be present. Because mindfulness is really another way for us to fall in love with living. The best moments in our life are the ones in which we are present. Mindfulness is another way for us to fall in love with living. The best moments in life are the ones in which we are present. We can't really appreciate a hug, a smile, or the presence of a loved one when our attention is split. When we're running commentary, when judgments are present, when we're in this fight-flight mode, when we're pulled away in other directions, when we're distracting ourselves, when we're not really here, We can't really appreciate the fullness of our lives. So I would love to hear from you to know um, how these meetings with your families go with these skills and practice. And I'd like to have your questions too. Maybe maybe, uh, you have more questions in addition to what I've covered in today's episode and you would like to know more. You could reach out to me, jude at akeenmind.com. I would love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe and give me a rating. Uh, Providing ratings for my show will bring awareness um, on these various platforms that you can find me on so that other people can find the show too and participate in learning more about mindfulness and reducing stress and practicing meditation. So I'd like to transition now into a guided meditation. So you're invited just to quiet everything down if possible, turn off any notifications, just really make this time for yourself, we'll just begin by noticing the body where it's connected to the surface beneath you, the chair, the floor, Whether you're sitting or lying down, just notice this body. See if it's possible to allow yourself to be curious to what you can sense and feel in the body. Warmth, coolness, tingling. 
and then just allow the body to be just as it is. And then gently moving awareness from the body to the body breathing. Watching the body receive the breath and fill with aliveness. And then watching the body let go, let be. And then settling awareness and attention with breathing. Just noticing where you can detect your breath most easily. The nostrils, the back of the throat, the chest, the belly. Seeing if you can be aware of the full in-breath and the full out-breath as you're present. Just notice the soft touch of the breath. Gently moving awareness away from breathing and bringing to mind what's brought you here to practice. What really matters to you? Is it to feel happy, peaceful, content? To feel confident, free, loved, connected? There may be one intention, there may be multiple, or perhaps nothing is arising. If no intentions are arising, just rest with breathing. But if there is one or more here, acknowledge them. Whisper them to yourself out loud or in your mind, saying, May I be, may I feel and fill in the blank or blanks that make sense for you. Softly letting go of our intentions and bringing awareness once again right back to the breath. If it makes sense to you, allow your breath to become a little bit more deep as you breathe in, filling the chest and lungs, 
the belly as you breathe in. Watch it rise. And then just allow the breath to go, to leave the body. Taking a couple more deep breaths, breathing deeply, filling the chest and lungs, the belly, and then allowing the breath to go softly, slowly, watching the body let go. Taking one more deep breath, if you wish, filling the chest and lungs, the belly, watching the body fill with aliveness and breath. And then allow the breath to leave softly, gently, letting go. And then resuming a natural rhythm and flow to the breath. Just being a witness to the breath. Flow in and flow out. Giving yourself permission not to try to make anything special happen. Not trying to get anywhere to be a good meditator. You're simply invited to sit or lie and do nothing. Nothing but listen and watch, feel this breath. Noticing when the mind wanders to the future, to the past, Noticing where it's pulled and then simply inviting yourself gently, kindly, yet firmly to come back into this moment, into this breath, watching, feeling, listening, listening to life, listening to this breath. You're invited now to see if you can sense and feel the breath all the way down in the belly. Watching the belly rise as you breathe in. Watching the belly fall as you breathe out. Allowing our awareness of breathing to really settle down in the belly. As we're, in a sense, allowing our awareness to dive down into the body, sensing the breath, diving below the surface 
of the water, away from the waves of thought and emotion that we may be experiencing. So that we're not pushing anything away, we're still aware of what's happening with thinking and feeling. But we're diving below the surface a bit, inviting ourselves to be fully aware and awake of breathing right in the belly. Watching the belly rise as you breathe in. And as you breathe out, see if you can allow the belly to be soft, undefended, just like a toddler with nothing to prove. Gently moving awareness now away from the belly and inviting attention now to the oval of the face, the skin of the face. Be curious about what you're able to sense here, noticing the forehead, eyebrows, noticing the eyes, nose, cheekbones, Noticing the lips, the chin, the jaw. Noticing the face as a whole. Seeing if you can allow the face to be soft and at ease, yet without forcing or trying to make it that way. Just letting the face be. Allowing the jaw to unhinge. But allow the tongue to relax all the way to its base. To notice the teeth, the gums, the inside of the mouth. Letting it be. Breath by breath, you're invited to draw awareness now to the temples. Sense and feel what you're able here. You may even take a moment to take a couple of fingers along the sides of the head right here at the temples. And just provide a very gentle and light massage. Noticing what you're able to sense and feel here. Being curious, noticing. Allowing the fingers to drop away from the temples and resting the arms and the hands naturally where you would like them to rest. And to notice the temples. How do they feel after this gentle movement? Or if you didn't participate in that, just notice how the temples feel. There's no right or wrong experience. 
There's just observing. As we invite our awareness to work its way along the sides of the head, noticing what we're able. Being aware of the ears. Noticing the back of the head. As we draw awareness to the crown, the top of the head. Sensing, feeling what we can here. Letting it be. Sensing the head as a whole. Resting on the neck. Being aware of the neck. Shoulders. the arms, all the way down into the hands, letting be. Noticing the chest, the ribs, the belly, just noticing. Noticing the tailbone, the lower back, middle back, the upper back, the back as a whole, allowing awareness to work its way down into the hips, the buttocks, the upper legs, the lower legs to be curious about what you're able to sense and feel in this body, to see if it's possible to be aware of the body as a whole, from the top of the head all the way down to the bottoms of the feet. Letting the body and mind be just as it is, letting go of expectations, inviting yourself to be present with body, Being curious to the various sensations or even a sense of non-feeling, but to be the observer, the witness to this moment-to-moment -moment experience of living, breathing, being. See if it's possible to allow the body to be just as it is. To soften the parts of the body that will soften and to allow any tightness or tension that remains just to float in your awareness with nothing to do about it. And then to imagine, if you're able, as you breathe in that the Breath is coming in through the toes or the bottoms of the feet and slowly filling up the lower legs, the upper legs, the hips, the torso, the arms, the head, and exiting through the crown of the head, the top of the head. Again and again, inviting the breath to come in through the bottoms of the feet or the toes, 
and to allow the breath to travel upward through the body, exiting through the crown of the head. If this isn't possible or isn't working for you, just rest with breathing. We'll take a few more breaths from this space right here. You're invited down just to listen as I share a quote by Pema Chodron. She says, If we learn to open our hearts, anyone, including the people who drive us crazy, can be our teacher. You're invited now to give yourself the gift of coming out of the meditation softly, gently, perhaps allowing the body to begin to move again, the eyes to open. But to remain attentive, alert, mindful. Just because the meditation ends doesn't mean the quality of our attention and awareness has to change. Perhaps we can carry this quality of mindful attention into the next moment. So just remember this holiday season, if it's possible, to let go of the million-dollar moments that you're looking for. Embrace life as it is. Appreciate what you do have. Life is fleeting. Time is our most valuable resource. And we don't get extra. And we don't know how much time we have. So let's not waste it. With split attention. With focusing our awareness and attention on arguments that don't have to take place. Battles that don't have to occur. Or disappointments that don't need to happen because of our high expectations. At this season, my wish for you is to really be able to connect to yourself through mindfulness. To feel that you have a safe place, a refuge in the midst of difficulty and challenge. And my wish is that you're able to not take yourself so seriously. To have a little fun with all of this. To the best of your ability. To dance with life a little bit. To be present. 
Again, I thank you all so much for listening, for tuning in. And next week, it'll be part three of reducing stress during the holiday season. And it'll be more about how we can communicate our feelings during difficulty and conflict with our loved ones, with our friends. How we can really develop more authenticity in our relationships and develop true connection with other people. And how to set boundaries for those who aren't really interested in connecting with us in this way. Thanks for listening. Until next time.